0: And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer cellular single-line 1, 5, and 10-gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: First things first, this is about truth telling. I have no agenda. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what No Mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a
0: lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's sticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath-taking, a move that I make. I give it everything I got cuz that what it takes i push the limit till it break the heart of the brave the soul of a legend with the
1: will to be great hold up welcome <laughs> Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you as I love to do every single week, multiple times a week, uh, preferably from our studios. Our studios, thanks to our official studio sponsor, by the way, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, usually I like to end every week now, and I started this about a week ago or so, two weeks ago or so, doing what I call my necessary takes. Stories and headlines that have been percolating in the news over the last few days that I may have missed broaching or didn't broach extensively enough during the week. But I wanted to end the week making sure that I touched on these stories. And there's a multitude of things, so I'll get right to it. Okay, the first order of business is Alabama basketball, not Alabama football, Alabama basketball. The university of Alabama basketball standout, Brandon Miller. By the way, a brother who is something special. He is a special, special basketball talent. Make no mistake about it. A freshman that is considered to be arguably the best player in America right now. We just had Tom Izzo from Michigan State mentioning him the other day. That Brandon Miller. He was accused of providing the gun that teammate Darius Miles used In the January 15th, fatal shooting of a 23-year-old woman named Jamia Harris. Miller took to the court on Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen. Miller's involvement came out during a preliminary hearing for Miles, for Miles rather, and Michael Davis. Two individuals who now face capital murder charges. Tuscaloosa Police Investigator Brandon Culpepper testified, according to news reports. Alabama's athletics stated, quote, University of Alabama athletics continues to cooperate fully with law enforcement in the ongoing investigation of this tragic situation. Based on all the information we have received, Brandon Miller is not considered a suspect in this case, only a cooperative witness. As a result, that's why he played on Thursday night against South Carolina. And my God, boy, did he play. Miller scored the most points by a freshman in Division I his, in a Division One game this season and the most by an Alabama freshman in the program's entire history. Had a game time led with about 4.1 seconds left to play in regulation and then hit the game win an overtime with .9 seconds left on the clock as the number two ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Again, not football. We're talking basketball here. Number two in the nation. You don't hear about number two in the nation, not number five in the nation. Number 10 in the nation being associated with Alabama basketball. That's usually reserved for their football program. But this basketball program is ranked number two in the nation. And they outlasted South Carolina 78-76. Miller obviously performed, dropped 41 points, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. 41 points. And he did it despite hearing booze from the Colonial Life Arena crowd when he touched the ball every damn time he touched the balls. Members of the student section were actually chanting, lock him up, lock him up, and guilty several times as Miller played. We can go to the quote about his coach talking about how ready he was and he knew he'd play well and you know, the mentally tough he is. That ain't the point right now. We don't need to focus on that. Here's what we need to focus on, ladies and gentlemen, because this is important, man. <sighs> Brandon Miller did not pull the trigger. Brandon Miller is not responsible for the murder of that young of that lovely young lady, 23-year-old. Jamea Harris, he's not responsible for that. Jameer Harris is her name. He's not responsible for that. But as a person who is who lives in the New York, New Jersey area, let me tell y'all something. And let me tell Brandon Miller something if he's watching anywhere. Boy, are you lucky. Because if you were in the state of New York and New Jersey, chances are you would have been charged as an accessory to a crime. Here's the reason why, ladies and gentlemen. According to the athletic director, in an interview with my colleague at ESPN, Mr. Reese Davis, the athletic director specifically stated Brandon Miller was en route to picking up his then-teammate, Darius Miles, and got a call from Darius Miles telling him, bring the gun, bring the weapon. I'm not quoting directly. Those weren't the exact words, but bring the weapon. And Brandon Miller brought it. Had it in the back seat, covered in clothing or whatever, but ultimately brought the weapon to Darius Miles that was ultimately used, whether it was by Darius Miles or somebody else, or the guy that he was with, Michael Davis is his name, to shoot and kill the young lady sitting in the passage seat of a car. We don't even know if she was the target. In all likelihood, she wasn't. She's in the wrong place at the wrong time and ended up getting killed. Having a young son, by the way, that she's left behind. And now this guy, Darius Miles, who could ball by the way, and was on the Alabama basketball team. Remember weeks ago when the police were escorting him out and he was getting cuffed and he was cuffed and going get you know, getting escorted to the squad car, he was looking at presumably his mother, according to onlookers, saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, crying and all of this other stuff. Damn, life ruined. Over. Because the bottom line is you charged with capital murder. You in Alabama. We ain't even bring up the fact you're a black man in Alabama. You toast. To- it's over. You Brandon Miller, you know how lucky you are? That you're in a state like Alabama who as of January 1st, which as of January 1st, laws were implemented that allowed Citizens to carry a concealed weapon, to carry a firearm without a permit. You can't do that in New York. You can't do that in New Jersey. You can't do that in California. That would have been it. He would have been done. Brandon Miller. So let this be a lesson to all of you youngsters out there. Because there's a lot of things that I have a problem with this story. I'm not, again, I want to emphasize, I'm not trying to attach a level of guilt to Brandon Miller. He didn't grab the firearm. He didn't pull the trigger. He didn't shoot anybody. And he wasn't there. The gun, he brought the gun to the location. We don't know if he knew what Darius Miles and Michael Davis were going to do. According to police, they have no cause To charge him with any crime. But you have people chanting, lock him up, and chanting words like guilty because what they're trying to say is there's no excuse. Why would you bring a gun to your teammate? What you thought you were doing? He wanted the gun to say hello to somebody? So while the law in Alabama and Tuscaloosa specifically, doesn't have you specifically responsible in a court of public opinion, you clearly are culpable in some fashion. There is no way around that. You can't get around that. There's no excuse for it. And there's no defense for it because you asked the question, somebody going to roll up to y'all and ask for your gun. You just going to give it to them. Y'all, you know what you're going to do? You're going to say, hell no. Cause I don't want you doing something that I can implicated. implicate That would be your first reaction. The fact that Brandon Miller didn't have that reaction, I don't even know how to explain it. And then we want to avoid who he is and what he brings to the table. You're a big time athlete destined to be a lottery pick in an upcoming NBA draft, assuming you decide to go pro. Millions upon millions of dollars is at stake. That's your name. That's your brand. That's your reputation. And Darius Miles, at the very least, with well, Michael Davis, compromised it for you. So you rolled up in South Carolina and you played like a stud. You were something special. You're averaging 18 points in a season, no doubt about that. But your judgment comes into question. You listen to Stephen A. Listen to me. Not just Brandon Miller, but all the Brandon Millers out there. We all from the streets. I'm a black man from the streets of New York City. You're a young black man from wherever you're from. I don't give a damn what is going on in our society, how much things may have improved in some people's eyes or regressed in others, depending on how you look at it. When you black, you behind the eight ball. You're the lowest one on the food chain. You got odds stacked against you all the time. And we come from a place where we've seen or know of people who have killed one another for $50, $100, hell, $5. What the hell you think a multi-billion dollar conglomerate is going to do to protect their brand and their interest? Do you not know that NBA teams, they hire off-duty police officers, you know, former members of the FBI, the DEA, the ATF? They're connected everywhere! They know what you do. They know who you hang out with. They know you are screwing around with. They know whether or not you are smoking some weed, whether you're doing other drugs, whether you've got a proclivity to go to the strip clubs or anything. They know everything. And if they don't know, they'll find out. Because their dollars are at stake. And they want to protect the investment. Hopefully, Brandon Miller is every bit as innocent as the Alabama athletic program states he is. And hopefully, he has a long, prosperous career ahead of him. This is one of the dumbest things he could have ever done. Chances are, if you don't bring the weapon for Darius Miles and Michael Davis, Jameer Harris is still alive. No, you didn't pull the trigger. No, you didn't commit a crime. No, you're not ultimately responsible for the heinous act exacted against her. But you played a role in the murder of an innocent person who was a mother. That is the fact. You have to live with that, bro. More No Mercy with Stephen A. in a minute. Don't touch that, dog.
0: The moment of a lifetime uh-huh. The clock sticking like my lifeline Until I flat line, I push it to the red line Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me
1: high? Ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> I'm not one That normally Rejoices At the misery Of another human being I'm a God-fearing man Um We've all sinned in the eyes of the good Lord. None of us are flawless. Devoid of mistakes. Um. And all of us would prefer a do over in life. But I have to tell you something. When I heard the news. That R. Kelly. Um was ultimately handed another 20 year sentence, prison sentence for his convictions on child sexual abuse, images and enticement of minors for sex to go along with the 30 year sentence. uh, He was handed from a 2021 conviction. I was happy. I was happy. You know, I spent a lot of time. Ladies and gentlemen, I was a big-time R. Kelly fan. 12 play. I don't see nothing wrong. bump and grind. You know, I am your angel. I wish. You know, I mean everything. I, I mean, get your honey love. I, don't get me started with dedicated. That's one of my all-time favorites. I think about my mama every time I hear that song dedicating this one to my favorite girl she's the only one. Oh yes i was a big time r kelly fan but i stopped listening to him when i heard all the accusations against him and i swore that i wouldn't listen to him again until he was convicted And sure enough, his behind is going to do at least 30 to 31 years in jail because the 30 year sentence that he received on top of the 20 year sentence that he received, that's to be served simultaneously, not, you know, not consecutively. So it's not one on top of the other, but he's going to get at least 30 years. He's going to be in jail until he's at least 80 years old. And damn it, I couldn't be happier. I mean, if there's ever a person that needs to be thrown under the jail with the damn sodomites, it would be him. Now, it's bad enough that you up there marrying the late Aaliyah, God rest her wonderful soul, when you 27 years old and she's 15 with your pedophile self. It's bad enough that you doing such egregious things that you had a lot of artists that didn't want to be in the same room with your sorry behind. But I just want to go down a list, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't going to look into the camera because I have to write this down because I want to to read this to y'all. I mean, let's just look at the list. This man has faced allegations spanning 25 years. The The marriage to a minor in Aaliyah in 1994 In 2001, sued by a former intern, accusing him of inducing her into a sexual relationship when she was just 17. At the time, he was about 34, 35. In May of 2002, when he was about 35, 36, sued by another woman who claimed he impregnated her when she was underage. And that she was forced to have an abortion and another woman alleging that he videotaped her having sex with her without a, without her knowledge. That was settled out of court, paying undisclosed sums in returns for non-disclosure agreements. But in 2002, this man was charged with 21 counts of making child sexual abuse videos involving sexual acts with a minor. It took six years for the case to come to trial and it was concluded that they could not prove that the girl on the tape was a minor and Kelly was found not guilty on all counts. Here's where that was really moving me. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I watched one of the R. Kelly tapes. Ladies and gentlemen, I saw it with my own two eyes. And from that moment forward, I knew they were going to get him eventually. You know why? Because I never forget as long as I live when counts were levied against him, the first words out of my mouth was, that's a black DA, a black district attorney, ain't it? Because those were little black girls he was doing that to. And I said, any black man who's a father and is in a position to take him down is going to jump at that opportunity. And that's exactly what that district attorney tried to do in Chicago. Now, we fast forward 15 years later, Cult allegations. R. Kelly's accused of trapping six women in a sex cult and seduced young women when they approached her for help with their music careers. The allegations came from three former employees and parents of several women who said their daughters had all but vanished. Same year, former victims, two women, I ain't gonna mention their names, break their NDA agreements and claim Kelly starved them. And coerce them into sexual encounters with other women while underage. Remember the docu-series, Surviving R. Kelly? Remember that? January 3rd to January 5th, 2019. Remember the airing of that docu-series? It's award-winning stuff. I watched it from start to finish. Girls avoiding their parents, staying away from their mothers. Women asking, I mean, they couldn't even get into R. Kelly's home for crying out loud. Yeah, law enforcement officials couldn't do anything. Parents out there pleading for their children to come out. They wouldn't even talk to their own parents. They have been brainwashed. This is what he was doing with his sick self. And then, due to the airing of that series, the next month, Kelly was charged with 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. And then after that, you see him making a scene, engaging in histrionics, Said getting interviewed by Gail King, kicking the chair, screaming, I ain't do this, I ain't do this. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You're sick, you know what? I made up my mind, I ain't gonna curse on this. I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna curse too much. Because I don't want to be censored. So I'm gonna make sure that I can speak fluently without the cuss words. I'm telling you, ooh. Ooh, I've been waiting for them to get him. I got two daughters. I'm not going to even tell you what I would have done. I'm kind of connected to some degree. Something would have happened to that brother. He did something like that to my daughters. Something would have happened. Ain't no way in hell you getting away with doing that. This man needed to be under the jail. And sure enough. In September 2021, he's found guilty on nine counts, including sexual exploitation of a child, bribery, racketeering, and sex trafficking. June of 2022, was sentenced to 30 years in prison. September 2022, was found guilty of sexual, of child sexual abuse in his second federal trial and convicted on six out of 13 counts, including three for child pornography. Here's what I'm figuring out. Why the hell does he get more than 30 years? Why is R. Kelly going to be allowed to get out when he's 80? Why is he not spending the rest of his life in prison? Seriously. Seriously. I mean, this is a disgrace. He in jail ain't going to see the light of day for the next 25, 30 years. And damn it, I still ain't satisfied. He got to go. He got to go. 31 years. And I know, I know. And hey, Stephen A., I mean, well, i Kelly, Stephen With these sick psycho fans, these people out there still out there petitioning, acting like he's some kind of victim. Kiss off. Huh, Stephen A., why don't you mention Harvey Weinstein? What about Harvey Weinstein? I'll get to him right now. See, he's 70. Fat, slovenly, looking like Jabba the Hutt's little brother. This dude, literally, we talk about Harvey Weinstein here, in Los Angeles, in court, just this past Thursday, sentenced the ex-film mogul. Harvey Weinstein is 16 years in prison after a jury convicted him of the 2013 rape and sexual assault of an Italian actor and model. The sentence comes on top of the more than 20 years, 23 years to be exact. The 70 year old Weinstein has left to serve for a similar 2020 conviction in New York, furthering the fall of the one time movie magnet who became a hashtag me to magnet. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Another form to make you laugh. He was in court begging for leniency this past Thursday. Listen to his quote to the courts. Please don't sentence me to life in prison. I don't deserve it. More than 80 people have made rape and misconduct claims about Weinstein dating back as far as the late 1970s. More than 80 people. This man claiming he's innocent and he was set up. 80! 80! He's not getting out before he's 93 years old. Chances are he'll die in jail. Chances are R. Kelly might as well die in jail. I ain't wishing nothing on anybody, but they brought it on themselves. I don't know about... what. I mean, I don't know much about Harvey Weinstein, never followed it, never paid attention to it until it it got in the news. R. Kelly, a different matter, listening to his music all the time and knowing what he was doing with underage girls. It's all egregious. Make no mistake about it. But we all have sensitive spots for children. And R. Kelly targeted children. Not to say that Harvey Weinstein did it. I don't know. But we know R. Kelly did. Good riddance. I don't see nothing wrong. Oh, with a little bump and grind. Somehow I suspect. Somebody going to play that for him in prison at some point. Considering what he chose to do to minors. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Back with more to close out the show in a minute' this is Stephen A No Mercy
0: This is the moment of a lifetime uh-huh. The clock's sticking like my lifeline until I flatline I push it to the red line who gonna stop me high who gonna stop me high
1: Welcome back to No Mercy before I get on out of here just a couple of quick tidbits before I get into. A couple of politicians. Number one, major props to Howard University's swim team making history. Since 2016, Howard University School, HBCU, Historically Black College and University in Washington, D.C., has been the only all-black college swim team in the United States of America. Team was featured in Sports Illustrated earlier this month. Want to give major, major props to them. Quote, nobody in America can offer what we have in our pool. Where else are you going to see this? This is Coach Nick Askew. Speaking about the groundbreaking squad of the unique experience. The team is competing at the Northeast Conference Championships and the College Swimming and Diving Coaches Association of America National Invitation Championships in March. So I want to give good luck. I want to wish good luck, heartfelt good luck, to Howard University's swim and diving team. That's spectacular stuff on y'all part. Very, very proud of y'all because you know how much I support HBCUs. The other thing is to Brittany Griner, major props to her. According to People magazine, she's officially back on the court practicing with the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury just over a year since she was detained for allegedly smuggling narcotic drugs into Russia. And just two months after her release, I'm very, very happy for her. I can't wait to see her on the court, particularly when the WNBA season tips off in May. Um What I would say, though, is this. I'm curious to what her position is. I'm not casting any aspersions or anything like that. She's an American citizen. She has a right to be critical of her country if she wants to. That's what being being an American citizen is all about, your right to do certain things. I'm just saying, after what she experienced in Russia, I am curious to hear what she thinks about America in comparison to what she experienced in Russia. I'm interested in hearing that from her one day. Now that I got that out the way, it's a couple of things that I wanted to touch on. Number one would be President Joe Biden. Visiting the Ukraine. Now, why would I have something to say about that? It's Very, very simple, ladies and gentlemen. Um, why do you feel the need to be there, sir? I'm at a loss. You're 80 years old. You're about to be 82. What the hell are you trying to prove by going to a war zone area, meaning in the Ukraine? When at any given moment you've got a situation where Russia is dropping bombs on them. Why would you do that? Now they may not have dropped bombs in Kyiv, wherever where, where you were, but the bottom line is you don't need to be there. There's nothing sometimes we engage in optics and it's just stupid and unnecessary. You're 80. You're going to be 82 by the time you're running for re-election in 2024. If you win, you'll be in office until you're 86 years old. That means you need to go to some war zone, you know, war torn territory. Why? You're the commander in chief. Why? It's not necessary. You ain't proving that they ain't going to curry you additional votes. By the way, the United States has already approved over $113 billion. In 2022 alone to the Ukraine. About three fifths, which is about 67 billion, has been allocated toward defense needs and the remaining two fifths, which is about 46 billion, to non-defense concerns such as general Ukrainian government aid, economic support and aid for refugee settlement. It's one hundred and thirteen billion dollars. Forty six billion advocated. Or allocated, rather, for non-defense concerns. Why do you need to be there? See, this is what makes me feel like folks think we stupid. Like suckers or something. It's like, what, that's supposed to make us vote for you more? You don't need to be there, President Biden. Stay home. You're 80. You're 80. Stay home. Last but not least, I wanted to get to... <clears throat> Miss Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's a representative from Georgia. Clearly bizarre in her own right. Um, I'm a registered independent. I try not to take sides. I try to take the side of rather what's right and wrong as opposed to engaging in partisanship. But she really disturbs me. She says a lot of things, things that I don't have time to get into today. Um, And we all know, listen, I know various Republicans, just like I know a lot of Democrats. I've had Sean Hannity on this show. I've been on Mark Levin and Sean Hannity's show. I've been on Fox News on numerous occasions, just like I've been on MSNBC and CNN on many occasions. I'm an independent. And although I don't approve of a lot of things from either side, I hate neither side either. I don't don't do that. I'm talking about people. I might hate how folks conduct themselves, but I don't hate issues. Here's my point. And this is the important point to point out. Marjorie Taylor Greene proposed a national divorce between liberal and conservative states. This is what she tweeted. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. She went on to tweet. Everyone I talk to says this from the sick and disgusting woke culture shoves. Down, uh, I'm sorry, from the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous America last policies, we are done. Let me pause for y'all for a second to show you how damaging and utterly sick such a suggestion is. What you're talking about is a country that's not working together. So if you. And I'm not calling anybody on the right or the left any names. I'm not engaging in trying to ostracize, castrate, or anything like that. Either side, I'm not doing that. I'm just speaking in hypotheticals here. So if you're a white supremacist, that's somewhere in the South. You should be left alone to believe what you believe. And engage, dare I say, in heinous acts supporting such beliefs. And everyone should just accept that and leave you alone because you're in a red state or a blue state. Because Democrats do have history with racism. They do have history With a few things that are highly offensive to the African-American community, to the black community. Don't think it's all Republicans now. So we're just supposed to leave you alone. According to according to Marjorie Taylor Greene, yes. I'm not saying she's saying something like that, but when you propose a separation. That's what you're advocating. That's not what this country is all about. That's not why we're the greatest country in the world. That's not why we've got to the place that we've gotten. Now, there might be problems now, and there might be more divisive now than it's ever been before. And I'm with that. I think the MAGA Republicans are too extreme to the right. I think the woke coach is entirely too extreme to the left. I think we all need to move closer to to the center and learn to deal with one another and engage in a level of decency and compromise. That's what makes our country great. Not the fact that we're stuck in our claws, stuck in the the cement, refusing to move or budge. It's our willingness to be sensitive to the needs and desires of other people that think differently than we do. And to say, let's find a way to work together well enough to live amongst one another, even while we might have certain beliefs. She's not down for that. She's contributing to the divisiveness while she's on Capitol Hill. It's disgraceful. Liz Cheney. Former senator, uh, a former uh, elected official from Wyoming. Recently booted out of office, of course, because she wanted to impeach Trump. She blasted Marjorie Taylor Greene. By the way, she's somebody that voted 93 percent of the time with Donald Trump, the person that she voted to impeach, by the way. So Liz Cheney has been a staunch Republican, the daughter of the former vice president of the United States, Dick Cheney, who was as conservative as they come. That Liz Cheney. She blasted Marjorie Taylor Greene's call for a national divorce saying, quote, you swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution. Cheney also tweeted, secession is unconstitutional. No member of Congress should advocate secession, Marjorie. The conservatives who scream the loudest about the anti-Americanism of the left turned out to be the most anti-American of all, said MSNBC's Mehdi Hassan. Mehdi Hassan. I don't know the correct pronunciation of his name. I apologize if I mispronounced it. He said, surprise, every accusation is a confession. Even a Utah Republican, Republican governor hit back at Green's proposal saying this rhetoric is destructive and wrong and honestly Evil, because what she's saying is the hell with people who think differently than me, the hell with people who think differently than conservatism. Screw them. We don't want to be a part of the same country as them. We don't want to deal with them. We don't want to commingle with them. We don't want to communicate with them. Then what the hell are you in office for? This is the problem. You proud of that, Georgia? You proud to have a representative like that who is so divisive? I have never in my life wanted to debate any politician. I don't care. That's not my lane. But I got to tell you, the bosses at my day job would have to stop me from getting in a debate with her strictly about this issue. What possible justification could you have for calling for the United States of America to no longer be the United States of America, to be so divided? No matter what your criticisms are about the left, no matter what you have to say about them, there is no excuse for any elected official to literally with a straight face make the case that we should divide ourselves as a country. What you gonna say next, Marjorie? Or Representative Green, respectfully? What you gonna say next? Black people should be separated from white people? Latinos shouldn't be allowed in the country? Let us white conservatives have our own land and our own place and all of this other stuff. That's what you gonna say next? By the way, black folks have wanted our own land for a long, long time. We wanted to be separated from y'all for a long, long time. History has showed us that. Martin Luther King spoke about that. We didn't come here willingly, we were brought here in chains. And you told us to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. You never gave us any boots. You didn't do anything. You gave white European settlers millions upon millions of acres. You didn't do that for us. And because of that, black folks were screaming and hollering about the need to have our own land and be separated from y'all. I'm not talking about y'all as in white people. I'm talking about y'all as in Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm talking about those folks. I'm not talking, white America, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about her. And I'm talking about people who think like her. What did you say? You said, no, stay right here with us. We need you. We don't need to get into particulars of slave labor or cheap labor. Or how the whole system of incarceration in a lot of black people's eyes is another form of slavery. Because that's cheap labor. And our laws were implemented and exacted. To criminalize every little thing that black folks do so you could build the populace in our prison systems which was interpreted as another form of slavery. We don't have to get into that, Representative Green. All I'm saying is, when you say stuff like that, it reminds us of people who think like you, who appear to be devoid of any sensitivity whatsoever as to how your assertions And your wishes that you publicly conveyed can come across to others. White America, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world based specifically on this one issue. I ain't talking about all the other stuff she's done. Just this. Liz Cheney said it's unconstitutional. The Republican governor of Utah said it's dangerous rhetoric and it's evil. Some of your supposed own are calling you out for how egregious this is. And you probably want to separate from them, too. So anybody who thinks differently than you. Compromise ain't the order of the day. You just want them gone. I'm going to end this episode by asking a simple question. Do you have any idea how that sounds? And how that can be interpreted, Marjorie Taylor Greene. What you asked for is not only disgusting. It's not only heinous and irresponsible for an elected official. And in some cases, evil is downright un-American. It goes against everything that this country is supposed to stand for. This is why people have a difficult time trusting some folks on Capitol Hill. Because at our core, when we look at you, We imagine what you must be thinking and how you really feel. Y'all sleep on that for the weekend. I know you don't have to know sports to know mercy. That's what I always say. But on this particular issue, Marjorie Taylor Greene is not somebody that deserves our mercy. Nor anybody who would support that idiocy, that irresponsibly, that irresponsible rhetoric. Talk about this nation being divided. How much more divisive can it get than that? I'll try to have a nice weekend after listening to that garbage. I'll ask y'all to do the same till next time. Peace and love everybody. I'm out.
0: important information.